Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Music Challenge Podcast, where every week, three music-loving friends sit down and talk brass tacks about the music that has touched our lives. This season on the Music Challenge Podcast, we'll be talking about our formative four, the four albums that set us on our personal musical journeys. Where did your musical journey begin? Let us know who your formative four are. We'll be featuring listener selections along the way, and we just may feature your groundbreaking music grails. The albums that started it all for you and what you are listening to now. Let us know what we're missing out on and what we can be listening to. Email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for weekly episodes featuring some of the most influential albums of our past, present, and future. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the latest episode of the Music Challenge Podcast. And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm here with my hosts, Rob and Jed. What's up? Hey What's up? Jed uh, is on my, uh, 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 he's in the center tonight on Zoom. Say hey, yep. Jed. Still and living this life. And, great. And where where am I? Now we have you assigned to a, a name. Uh, Rob is on the far right to my Zoom, which I'm on the far far left, if you haven't been able to tell uh hey guys hey <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're doing great tonight guys yeah uh, firing on all cylinders i'm not gonna lie to you i heard a few clicks um in any case um uh, i want you to come over to our facebook page um it's at music challenge pod there you can uh follow like uh all that kind of stuff and you can get links to our uh, little podcast page where you can link up to any service of your choosing. That'd be Apple, Google, Stitcher. Um, them's Stitcher, the big ones. That's I, a thing. I yeah, didn't know that. Okay. Uh, there are some people who use alternative services and they usually, cause they have alternative phones. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, Apple I, is the big one. Uh, but Android's right up there. Um, the other ones, yeah, they're all they all have their advantages and disadvantages. Well, I'm actually not talking about advantages. I'm talking about statistical downloads oh, of our podcast. Um, I wouldn't know. I would only use one. So, uh, in any case, yeah, come by the come by the Facebook page. That'd be cool. And um, you know, Rob, why don't you tell us what? Oh, also, email us your formative four at musicchallengepod at gmail.com or email us your suggestions for second season music challenge questions. Uh, dazzle us with your wit, uh, sell us on some shit, and uh, <laughs> I'll be wrapped to your back and we'll see what the fuck happens. I'm looking for a shit so, sale, personally. Personally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to hear something wild. So you know, yeah. Let's get really. Out so, there. so that's where this that's where this whole idea comes from, guys. And it's called the Music Challenge Podcast. And this specific season is called the Formative Four. The Formative Four are your four most formative records from your childhood that sent you on your musical journey, your musical path. And uh, that's what we're looking for for you guys to send us. You know, e- email us musicchallengepod at gmail.com, correct, Drew? 
Uh, yes. And um, send us your formative four, guys. We've been asking. So let's send them in, even if it's a formative one thus far. Think about it because I jumped into it quickly and then rethought it about 10 different times. So oh, yeah. send us one and then you still get your finger on the piece, you know, go ahead. Um, that's fine. We'll, we'll take them in dribs and drabs or you can send them all to us. Um, but anyways... <laughs> Send it to us, guys. The I only caught about half them of, out there one at a time. Yeah, I only caught about half of that, but I feel like you need a shower. Uh, <laughs> there is there is something extra sticky about that. Yeah, hold, <laughs> holding my piece in dribs and drabs. Uh, in any case, so admittedly, we're coming near the end of that our one. Struck me, folks. First season, <laughs> our first uh, stack of twelve episodes. Uh, next, we have for you is uh, our Beastie Boys spectacular, which is probably going to be at least one episode, if not two. <laughs> it's uh, be a bonanza, because all three of us picked a Beastie Boys album, and not only that, uh, not even the same one. So we have three individual <laughs> Beastie Boys albums to somehow collaborate on. <laughs> And I have a feeling more of a. I have a feeling what you're going to get is more of a celebration of the Beastie Boys than uh, just focusing on those three albums. Uh, I trust you. If you Beasties. I actually saw the Beastie Boys in concert, and uh, it was uh, revelatory. Um, one little story from that is uh, so this is when you could smoke inside concerts. Right. I know, prehistoric, I'm sure. It but like, like so, so like right in the middle of the concert, you know, this is at the Riviera. Uh, you know, I just light up a cigarette right. and, uh, and I was taking it in and the strength of the bass was like so loud. It was pressing it out of the smoke, out of my chest and out of my mouth. <laughs> so like in little rhythms, like like you would have these little puffs come out of your mouth. Wow. And, and if not complete streams. And that's when I knew I was alive. Right. Um, yeah. The, yeah shaking, when the shaking chest definitely is a uh, collapsing chest. A, a yeah. base revelation. <laughs> it is. You're just like, holy crap. I love to be stupid boys. Of course, I knew that at the moment. Whatever. So, so I bet. Go ahead, Drew. So why don't we, uh, Jed, what are we doing tonight? All right, tonight is my final of four. My my fi- my most finalist of four. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Uh, besides the Beastie Boys. Uh, besides the Beastie says. Boys, yeah. Third album is uh, The Clash Sandinista. Yes. Which is, you know, kind of... Digging them, guys. It was really groundbreaking for me, like, my early teens. It is really groundbreaking for our music, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it, not quite as celebrated as you know. I it's not because it it's be. different. It's because it's different. And yeah, it's super different. It, it's super different. I will tell you a lot of uh, like the second side of combat rock. Uh huh. I mean, we'll talk about it more, but it's got some. Sure. It's got this quality to it that, frankly, I never people never think of the Clash for. But man, is it fucking good! Man, are they good at it? So, in any case, yeah. That's like our feature album. And what are we talking about on Outside the Box? And then I threw out um, Brad from Sublime passed away 24 years ago last week. So it made me Uh, like pull up a Sublime album. The big two, four. uh, Yeah, someone like posted it on Instagram and I was like, oh yeah, it's been like a month or two. And so I listened through a couple albums and so we threw out... uh, 40 ounce to freedom, which is like their, you know, their kind of their first 
groundbreaking their, album that yeah, had their big breakthrough. It was their right? first album. It was their first album. And then, yeah, I think their big breakthrough was in 96 with the right. self-titled. Yeah, um, that was their main label, had like, right? I think there were like, yeah, yeah, the, that wasn't on Skunk. It came out like after, two months after the dude went. To yeah, it was, it was post-mortem yeah. and they had like, I think it's, it was like four or six radio hits, including right. on that Sublime record, including, I mean, we should, you know, at least bring up the the, the time that we live. And uh, I list, I re-listened to that uh, yesterday and it has uh, April 26, 1992, which is right. like an anthem about the LA riots after Rodney King. And like, we're currently yeah. sitting in a, I, I'm in a, a zone of lockdown right now because of it and uh, absolutely a lot of other people I mean, are and so we're all inside all, because there's curfew right right yeah, yeah. There's, there's curfew legitimately there's curfew stores yeah. are closed so, um you know I, we hope everyone's safe out there you know no matter what our, what side of anything you're doing be safe be well absolutely and uh yeah let's get down to the music because there was a great album i uh Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, man. So, what are you guys thinking about Sublime? Uh, you know, I, I, this for my little personal taste, or where where I was at the moment. Wouldn't it come out sure. like nine, 1990? Was that it? Was it? 92. 92. I will tell you, I was just about to fly the coop with the Grateful Dead at that point, which pretty much took yeah, me you off. Were the, already on your road. I was. That took me off of the mainstream musical map completely. Um more than some other people probably uh but sure uh, so that's where i was at i wasn't really even aware of that there was a ska punk genre uh that apparently from what i've read uh <laughs> this album kind of uh was the forefront of that yeah and it was obviously huge in southern california you don't get much more southern california than sublime right yeah, not um, at all. Long Beach. And, Orange County. And, and these folks, you know, they came up with like the, the, um, KRS no one. doubt, no doubts. And you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And the old Mark McGrath stuff. Oh yeah. They were a little early for that, for sure. Like they, they kind of, I feel like they kind of kicked that off, you know, like they, they, and they, they, they set made, off kind of a direction that, that a bunch of stuff went like uh, no doubt for sure. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> like benefited from listening to sublime and like oh, right. developing as, I don't know when no doubt, like I, maybe they were, I maybe think they, they were, were the same, I in the same were. time. I so think got were, together in like 88, I think. And, uh, and yeah, yeah this was like the first, like, you know, decent, which didn't like 40 ounces of freedom didn't do so well, like at the, at the time commercially. Right. But like since then, it, I mean, as of the last time they started, like, I think they just quit taking data on how much albums. No, they, they haven't exist. actually, they've actually sold 16 million albums worldwide. Oh yeah. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. That is a huge amount, you know, in the, the, thing is uh it's really funny that i i think the album we're talking about so was the highest selling independent album of all time um, so it, and that and i was gonna say that's kind of how i went that's how my sublime fanhood like transpired was i heard their major label debut and then discovered this album afterwards so i went mm-hmm. back and it just that I mean, especially comparing it to Sublime, but it's self-titled, self-titled, correct? Um, the uh, major label yeah. debut. Oh yeah. Um, yep. 
so as comparing it to that, I mean, it's so much less polished. Oh yeah, that's sloppier. moved out for the market so Absolutely. highly at or nine for the '96 market. I feel like that album does match up with that kind of no doubt and uh, Mark McGrath, whatever his band was, for sure, like all for those, sure. all Sugar that Ray. stuff for Sugar Ray for sure was in that zone, and that's why there yep. was so much radio play of that. But yeah, right. this. This album has so much more like raw. I, I you know, I kept thinking raw. like this. This is the this is the uh, not to to push the Beastie Boys, but this is the license to ill album of uh, of Beastie Boys. Push the Beastie call. Boys. Good call. Completely different than like the you know like they just phase way more into the, like away from the punk and the like kind of just like just garage like recorded on the floor kind of right I mean, yeah. some That's, of it sound some of it sounds like it was recorded on a four track in the dude's garage no no shit i mean oh i'm sure a lot but, of it was and the, uh, the, i mean and then you but then you listen to it like if you i mean I, I know this album by heart so if you when you go back i've never listened to it other than just being you know a fan of that band right but going back and really digging in at you know musically listening to it deeply like you realize that even though the, the original appeal for me when I, when I f- first got into it, you know, it was probably pretty juvenile. There's a lot of yes. edits. There's like a lot of sexy shit in it. For but sure. Like, and just like funny, silly goofiness that you're into when you're 13, 14, 15. Sure. But listening to it, like these guys knew what they were doing. Like, and for being a, pro- and for being like, oh, a yeah. budget production in a garage, in, in a garage, like you see about how they're, how they're taking like dubs and cuts and like, they're doing stuff that's really. I, I, I'm sure that they, they. I mean, they had editing equipment at some Absolutely. point that they that they could take advantage of, and right. Uh, and they I did mean, a really great job seems of it. Like it. I mean, it, it was pretty exists. slick. And, I mean, and no more, no more than say, and I don't mean to bring this into it, but no more than say, like Kurt Cobain, but they still edit, edited, edited right. exactly. Know? And that um, was on my list of comparables. Like a bleach or something like that. It almost reminds me of that. Not that genre whatsoever, but almost that rawness and style and like recorded it in an attic kind of thing. But anyways, so both of us were thinking that we were kind of trolling you with this album. (laughs) We we realized kind of what this, you said you were kind of into your uh, Grateful Dead journey when this happened. And this was like literally my probably my first exposure to the Grateful Dead was Scarlet Begonias on this album as like yeah these these guys didn't even tell me it was on the okay for for disclosure here (laughs) I forgot I'm a pretty big dead head and these guys didn't even tell me that like uh not only one of the dead's biggest songs there's a cover of it on here it's like my band's (laughs) biggest song and uh so I like to say respectful interpretation Absolutely. When people so do, do, so do you do the things. sublime version? It, well, I will say this is a respect, respectful interpretation because they add a whole rap thing. Yeah, they play it. Right. They, they change it around. Uh, but I will say that like, we told our drummer about it because it is an example of the dead played it with two drummers most of the time. And oh. uh, this is a run one drummer setup. So I got you. Uh, so we kind of referred our drummer to it. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Good job, uh, Timmy. I'm sure he'll be able to glean a lot off that. Right. I don't think so. I don't, but, that's uh, good, but that's a good idea, though. It like, is a good idea. It's a great a one drummer it's version. Kyle's idea. So, uh, 
in any case, so yeah, uh, we referred our drummer to it. And, you know, the thing is I knew it existed. And then when it came up, I didn't mean I didn't look at the track list when I listened to it. I, I tell you the truth, I had just spent the previous five hours listening to Santa Anista one time through. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, this Dang. album's another hour long. <laughs> because I'm like, last week, both albums were a total of one hour long. And, this is uh, supposed to be a This is supposed to be recorded in his garage. Twenty nine minute album, not an hour and five minutes. Yeah, it's like uh, podcast is canceled. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah. So I had not looked at the at the uh, track list um, for someone who didn't really know. <laughs> call it reaction or whatever you want to. I mean, I didn't know what I was going sure. to be listening to. Right. Um, and we'll get back to the trolling in a second. But, <laughs> well, but, and I was uh, just thinking, like, that might come off the, the wrong way because, like, all of, you know, all of us are. I, I think, I think everyone likes to, <laughs> I think everyone likes to think I like to bang stuff. And that's okay. I mean, because someday I'm just going to. No, I just legit thought you wouldn't like it. Well, I'm trying but to I'm keep an open mind about everything. You know? I'm glad to hear you this of course. about it. Yeah, I, I want to hear what you have to say about this. But right. we're bouncing out of our Zoom meeting right now, so we'll pick it up on the other yeah, side. Yeah, right? we are. Uh, we will. We're absolutely bouncing out. So why don't we actually just pick up this conversation about uh, Sublime on the other side? Why don't we take uh, this moment to play? Uh, why don't we waiting play? Waiting for my Ruka. Waiting wait, for my Ruka. Yeah. Okay. Open it up. I was going to say any song but Waiting for My Ruka, but that's fine. We'll play <laughs> Waiting for My Ruka, <laughs> and we'll no, I didn't. We'll bounce back. Uh, I said red hot, and you said you were going to say that last week. <laughs> uh, any case, uh, we're bouncing out. Smoke we'll two joints. Be back in just a second. Smoke, two, smoke joints. two joints. All right. In the morning. Smoke <laughs> Bye. On the east side, that's where I met my Ramona. I want to go to a party. That's what she said. Lonely, that's what I've been. Here's my telephone number. Call me. Um, if you were, if you want to get the idea of, of kind of what it was like for the dude who does not know this music whatsoever, I uh, do. I mean, like, okay, so I'm listening to it and I get the the scar on the reggae effect and sure, and, uh, punk and, effect. Not until the th I see you jumped ahead of me. Sorry. Uh, and then about the third song, yeah, all of a sudden it kind of uh, you know goes into punk. So uh, it was it was, but like not just punk though. Like let's harken back to to it was melt a melting it, pot. It wasn't but, punk uh, right away, was, but there was right. definite punk though. I didn't want to call but, it definite punk, but there was definitely mirroring of punk. It's punk, but it's not all of it. What? But not all. Of not it. all. Of not it. all of it. No, just I'm not like, saying that. Just like uh, Sandinista's not all. I mean, I think right. That, that was really what. Why? Why I felt like we had to pick this one because it like has so much of that like. We're going to take a bunch of stuff. We're going to borrow a bunch of stuff. We're going to be influenced by a whole ton of stuff. And we're going to throw it right. into this crazy pot and see what happens. That's yeah. a really good description, Jed. That's as good as I've heard that. Almost de like demo-y kind of. Sure. It feels a little demo-y to me. All right. We got to wrap it up on uh, this particular <laughs> Sorry, segment. Guys. 
of the Music Challenge podcast. Uh, once again, uh, like, respond, share, all that good stuff. Uh, please, uh, why don't we take it out on Scarlet Begonias for nice. those who are interested in good hearing choice. that. And uh, we'll see you in a few. you to submit your formative four tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path and we might review one of your albums right here on the air you can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com also you can slip into our dms at musicchallengepod on instagram come as close to four as you can but if you need more or less that's all right too remember musicchallengepod at gmail.com and you could hear us discuss one of your albums. Move yourself to tall again Cold water in the face Brings you back to this awful place Knuckle merchants and your bankers too Let's get up and learn those rules When the man and the crazy chief One says sun and one says sea AM and FM the PM too Turning out that boogaloo Get you up and I guess you out how long can you keep it up? Give me Honda, give me Sonic So cheap and we're falling Hong Kong dollar in the and we are back. We just heard The Magnificent Seven by The Clash, and that is our premiere album for the evening, our feature album, uh, The Clash Sandinista. Um, before we jump into that, I want to remind you to uh, just jump into our Facebook, Music Challenge Pod, uh, Lots of likes and follows. We want to welcome all new listeners. We enjoy that. We just enjoy enjoy all of it. So, uh, you know, like Do the thing, like share, follow, like subscribe, subscribe, folks. I mean, you want to hear this every week? And send us a <laughs> absolutely, you do. And absolutely us, is the question. Go ahead. Send us your formative four. Come on, guys. Music challenge pod at gmail.com. Um, there you go. We're on IG. Could you, I mean, we're 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 current for those people that don't. Email yeah, we're on too. Instagram. If uh, we're all over, that's your thing. And I put <laughs> things up there every uh, every week. Uh, so. I just took I'm, a picture I wanted to post, and then I realized that I uh, I no longer am logged in, and I forgot what I signed up as. So I'm on on Instagram, right? <laughs> okay, whatever. we'll get back to you with that Instagram address. Well, okay. Music Challenge Pod is the Instagram. Yeah, music Challenge to. Pod, right? So whatever, uh, Jed, uh, you picked yes, uh, Class Sandinista. Why don't you uh, tell us why it's one of your formative four? I did oh man, uh, yeah, this was a big. I like I, looking back on it, I really realized how big of an album this was for me because it just it like changed everything. It was just like sure. sent me on so many different directions that kind of led yeah. me to where I am now. 
And, and how uh, old so, are you at this? How old are you at this point? At this juncture? I was. I, I kept trying to pinpoint it, and I think like I was probably coming up on around fourteen or fifteen okay. with this album. Really? So like, I had been like. Skating? I had been, skating? yeah, I was skating. So like nice. I knew, yeah, like I knew Sublime from there. I knew like some right. of the West Coast stuff, like the, you know, the, the, the more like punky West Coast stuff. And right. so that sort of got me into that scene. And then I started like going through the like, okay, I need to know about the Sex Pistols. I need to know sure. about the Clash. So right. I started like working my way through. Pre, the Ramones. You know, pre like real internet. So there was no right. online internet <laughs> you're shaking your heads about the ramones ramones the ramones is like the dave matthews of uh of punk music i mean <laughs> they, it, it, it enters you, you enter the realm they're talking there. about me because they can see me over zoom uh <laughs> go ahead but, but yeah, so, uh, yeah ramones yeah. were part of that like that that and that gateway drug for sure and uh no doubt. i narrowed in like pretty quick that like okay i'm like uh, i'm a clash dude like this is this is the this is the shit I'm into. I was a Clash dude too. Right on. Yeah, and then like, so I you know like I was listening to other stuff and like Scott, Op Ivy, and like all sorts like that kind of the stuff that you're like, as you're walking in like high school and you see like an older like skater kid with a shirt on, right. and you're like what's right. that band that like looks cheaply screen printed on that? And you look at you try right. to find it because it wasn't there was like one record store that you could go to that had any of this shit. Sure. And uh, I mean, maybe not this, but like at that time, but like all the like small time. Yeah, this is pretty you know, big. Um, independence. I'm talking about independence because right. that's yeah. the stuff you were seeing like here and there. So that kind of got you started. And then like. There's a ton of punk in the independence. That's- yeah. And then I found, and then I found this, I pulled this album just like out of the blue, like in a, in a used store, like. Nice. Where. And. Uh, Did you buy the so album? I bought the. Uh, the three CD. So it like, it nice. matched, it made it the album. It was 12 on 12, like 12. Yeah. Per or whatever. It was a three, it was a three. Originally it was released as a uh, three album set. And uh, the band actually took a cut in royalties so they could uh, release it at a, a massive reduced, cut. Yeah. Reduced and, price. And did they really? So that yeah. they could, so that it wasn't ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And I, well, I'd heard well, two numbers. Do you, uh, well, Actually, I'm not not sure I heard a number, but like, okay, so um, I heard 9.99 and 14.99, wow, but it was still third. It was still three albums, so like, okay, even, right, even yeah. I mean, realize that's cheap. London Calling was uh, a double LP that they put out for the price of one. Oh, and then was it San Anista next? Or I thought there was one in between there, to tell you the truth. But, uh, and then they put out uh, Sandinista, which is a three album for the price of two. Yeah, Sandinista is their like fourth release. Yeah, I thought so. There's something in between there. But, um, I mean, they had a consistent uh, strategy of not making their music too expensive to acquire for right. this kind for, of, oh absolutely for what it's you would call of, the middleman yeah the deal, the deal the was the punk they, way right they it's took kind of they the took no way. royalties on the first two hundred thousand lps sold wow so they could sell it at a reduced rate knowing that it would sell millions yeah probably yeah i mean yeah this album, had, this album has the confidence bald. where like we know what uh, obviously i mean, over this time point, certainly joe strummer is a songwriting beast Absolutely, and, and the non-offensiveness of these songs, like as you go through it, you know. But at the same time, what they're talking about is 
all this social injustice. Oh, yeah. Social injustice and his fascination with American politics. Right. Uh, from the Iran, the name of the album, yeah, I mean the Iran Contra scandal, yeah, and uh, you know, and this was the dawning of. So is that where I know that name from? Because I knew that name. Yeah, the, the Sandinistas but, was the socialist party that was against right, the Contras, right, right, right the U.S. Right, backed right. Contras. I grew up watching like the Al yeah. North, uh, you know, oh, interviews and that. stuff. Oh, That's yeah. wild. I was like six, and all of that stuff about. was after this album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's not like they were writing about recent, you know, past history. You know, they were, uh, you know, they're kind of had their finger on the thumb of the button. And yeah, it was on know, the pulse for sure. You know, the or head really. Yeah, on the button would be appropriate. And Ivan meets GI Joe. <laughs> sure. I mean. Because this was in a superpower world. I don't know if you really remember it, or it was Russia and the United States. Or excuse me. Oh yeah, Soviet, Cold, Soviet full Union, Cold War. Soviet oh, yeah. Union, the United States, and there was no other thought to be no other country at this time that was going to start anything because every country fell under the umbrella of you were with the United States or you were with Soviet Union. Axis and allies is a great demonstration of that. All you hey, gamers wow. out there, right. so you're talking about the video game. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. board game. Yes, it was a board game, Axis and Allies. I used to, I used to be in a gaming group that would like every month we would play Axis and Allies. It was uh, was fun. Played a A little glimpse into like the nerdery that I can get into. It was super cool. (laughs) (laughs) But so, Drew, and to go to go back, London Calling was did precede Sandinista, and by just. Let's see. A year. They busted everything so they, out. Like three, just like, a year. So in three years, they cranked out, a, you know, four albums or something. So they released a double album and then basically a triple LP. Okay. Like I was saying, what, what was the first album? Yeah, first album was The Clash. Oh, okay. Um, Give Them Enough Rope, 78. London Calling, 79. And then Sandinista, 1980. They gave themselves two years for Combat Rock. Rock, and then '85 was cut to crap. Final, yeah, that was actually with, with, you know, without uh, with different different musicians. Right, yeah, it didn't have what's his name who went on to form a big uh, audio, big uh, audio big, dynamite. Big Jones, who's Mick Jones? Yeah, Mick Jones yes. left in uh, like '83 or something, '82, '83. So, what are uh, your what what are your feelings on that? Not to, I should, maybe we should talk about that later, but. I was going to say, what are your feelings on some of the stuff that splintered off from The Clash? Because I love Big Audio Dynamite. Uh, I'm a big fan of Big Audio Dynamite, actually. Or I was. I mean, there was something about... The thing is, I don't really like the time from which the music came because there was a lot of... That's weird, my problem with it. Like, it didn't, weird it didn't fit a, a timing genre that I fell into. Uh, however, I do find 
I did find the music very entrancing. We're like, I would Absolutely. get really into these songs, whereas right. like it had like the picture show and a different, I don't even know if I'm getting the names right. But uh, um, and strangely enough, it's like the one thing that my wife listened to that I ever listened to. Really? Yeah, very strange. <laughs> it's always on in the That's, car. That, uh, yeah, right. that delight. So you, you know, know like the back of your hand. I know it pretty well. I don't know like the back of my hand anymore. Um, now, God, did Joe Strummer ever, I mean, what did he Go do ahead. for solo stuff? Um, I think, and I can't be sure. I'm glad you're on this. Well, and that's, that's the thing is like I fall off on stuff. Like, I, I mean, I, I never followed individual Sure. So yeah, you follow a band. Rob is looking at the internet. So from a, from well, a later date. Joe Strummer died, and and Mick Jones was the the brains behind Big Audio Dynamite. I did not know this. He was also a founding member of General Public. No way. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I had couldn't, no idea. Couldn't have been for long. I mean, because I thought they came down to like two dudes. Uh, uh, I, I could be wrong completely. I mean, he we're was, talking about the no, single tenderness, uh, right? He was replaced public. after he was replaced after the first record. So, but imagine kind of giving them a little kick in the ass. Hey, I uh, guess. you know, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I don't so know. Like, we, how much we, cred did these guys have? Like, I mean, like the Clash. Well, just like like as tremendous. aging as aging cl- like after the Clash didn't exist anymore, like. Oh, big other dynamite! It was like anyone's solo project. I mean, it wasn't all that big of a deal. Uh, I, I mean, I they had an hour or Serious two. radio play, though. Back yeah. when, in its day, it got some serious radio play. Sure, sure it did. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose your XRT type station would dig into that fairly heavily. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Where I was at, it received zero radio play. Really. That's interesting. So I guess that's that people that, outside the big city don't get the same radio that you do. I gotcha. I that got you. you did. I know. That's I keep true. real. I keep realizing that, like, as we have these discussions about what music was formative to us. Yeah. Um, so you know, here's another developing matter. I mean, Jed and Rob. I, both grew I up also in the never Chicago knew that he was area. P- Hold on. They both grew up in the Chicago land area. Correct. I, I did not. I was. Uh, I grew up around Chicago, Rockford, Champaign, however, Rockford, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, which both about 120 miles away from where I'm sitting right now. And, uh, you know, so that is another descriptive factor of the both of us, of the three right. of us. Uh, I did not grow up with the same radio play these guys grew up with. That's for sure. Which makes it interesting. And, and Drew grew up in a college town, at least during his high school. Went to year. high school there, yeah. And um and was born in Columbus. So. College college towns have their little bit of culture in their college radio. R.E.M. You gotta, you gotta kinda dig that out, you know. You yeah, would think there, a, there's an awful lot of RM going on. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. And much much and to frankly, my brother's dismay. We're talking about nineteen eighty, you know, and that's before my time. I mean you know, I didn't hear this. Album. I didn't hear this album on the front swing. I mean, I heard this. Right. Al- I heard this album when uh, uh, my brother's uh, former wife challenged me to listen to it. Uh, 
Really? And, yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I can't remember what I was thinking because I certainly liked Other Clash by myself at that point. Sure. And, um, and of course, listen to it was just... And then a friend of mine, he bought the remaster version and gave me his original copy of the nice. season. Nice. And, uh, and, you know, the thing that is so weird to me is... Like, I was listening to it today in Open Garage, Gray Skies, and uh, and I really was feeling the album. Like, like it put me in a mood, like, you know, an album mood, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And, right. uh, you know, we're, like, somehow it's relating to your environment and, like, you're into it. And uh, this album is so placid, yet it's so political, so weird. Very. So yeah. such like weird, like psychedelic as fuck at mm-hmm. certain points. And, and that uh, was, go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. I mean, just like, you know, start with the rebel waltz. Uh, I mean, it is just a lilting, strange, almost. Oh yeah. It's that it, it makes you almost, it makes thing. you almost uncomfortable or like a little ill. <laughs> It has a squeakiness about it that, like, there's a note in there that just makes you not feel great. And I well, and there's like I think it. there's a main note that they're not hitting, and yeah. like that would make you feel good and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's no. Like, <laughs> Will del- you guys please hit del- the root of the chord, please? Right. Uh, um, but uh, I mean, that's completely screwed up. And then there's like Charlie Don't Surf. I thought was just a fantastic freaking song. Um, I mean, it's so smooth. It's, it's. It, however, however, it, it's all about the American politics of the Vietnam War and almost the glamorization of it. it really, that's what it, the movie yeah. making. But I mean, every war had movies made about it. So I mean, and and how about how about the leader like that? Just like it's just super eclectic to me. Like it just like musically, obviously. Oh yeah, I really message. like that song. But yeah. it, it's almost like rockabilly. Or, oh, there's a ton of rockabilly in this I, album, I, and that's I mean, that's the thing they they spread across so many genres. And then like right. rockabilly thinking, being purely American. There's a variety of of reggae, you know, of reggae like opportunities uh, yeah. across the board in this album, and uh, right. And the one thing that I like really co- reconnected with that like this album brought me to was was dub reggae because I'm I'm a yeah. massive like <laughs> Lee Scratch Perry fan. After this album, not even at the time, not even knowing that they were even connected, even in like any sort of way, and. Uh, 
and then you know the producer of this album was uh was Mikey Dread which was like also kind of connected in that in that whole reggae scene in lots of ways until he passed but and so, I actually saw him so that's something you could turn me on to is some dubstep reggae oh that yeah I man cuz i i know nothing i mean zero about it yeah and there's i mean great. i uh I could get by like like one of my top three albums if I ever had to like not listen to anything else. <laughs> I think I could I could do with uh with the um Lee Scratch Perry Arcology box set. It's like four four CDs and it just like it puts you in it's the exact same experience that this album kind of puts you in is just this sort of sedative flow <laughs> right. for, and for like a rock album to do that like i don't i don't think i've found that too often where there's the, just this consistent yeah I, I would, across it and i and i kept relating also i mean not to plug like my other but it was easy for me to understand why i picked remain in light as one of my albums too because I, I think there's like some connective tissue and like just the, i i really like that 80s multicultural like right thing that a lot I, these these kind of on the edge of of music bands were, were pushing bands on. that were ahead of their time is kind of yeah. and, and remain and, and playing totally. and playing with and remain the one that you bounced totally me from the, what i mean one of my the the, 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 the fifth album <laughs> I, I mean, have so much anger towards me <laughs> no 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 it's not, no anger at all it's say what that album say what that shit's album <laughs> That fifth album was The Pogues, If I Should Fall from the Grace of God, which is like... <laughs> Once again, I listened one. to it. I mean, I did not slander it. I did not do anything no, about it. No, I, I bounced that album too because you, you kind of rejected it. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we had, I mean, we had those conversations. I'm not, and then Rob I'm not, picked it. I'm not Thank coming you. at you, man. Like, Get off good. me. Get off me. <laughs> He's trolling trying me to get again. drunk trolling. over here. Yeah, we're all good but yeah like i i see the same that same connective tissue in that album is what i was getting right. at and then that yeah. like sends you down those pathways of like, like why i liked golo bordello and like all those weird kind of off-centric kind of str- strange acts that like made some good music for a while and these are these are why these records are formative folks do you hear this do you hear how he's connecting all this together this is called music anthropology. Oh, there we go. Anthropology. I can never <laughs> remember that word. But this is I made this it is up. what we're doing. No. I have a friend that's a music anthropologist. Really? Yeah, has he dug up anything recently? <laughs> <laughs> he knows a lot about music. <laughs> uh so uh, you know, this this album is thirty-two songs long or something like that. Thirty-two <laughs> folks. Which is fantastic. Uh, so it's got albums within the albums, kind of. In yeah, my it really does. Even though it's a really homogenous type album. Sure. But like, if you take certain cuts through certain cuts, and I'm going to point one out. First of all, there's one more time into one more dub. Wow. That's that's the one. I mean, I, that's literally what I was talking about with the. That like, was your introduction. That turns straight to back to, to Lee Perry, like.
Yeah, I mean those those two Steve songs. Perry? Lee Scratch Perry. Different Perry. Oh, okay. Steve Perry. Steve Perry and Lee Perry are buddies, aren't they? <laughs> big, big uh, difference. But anyway, uh, if you take like start with the call up, which uh, I believe is all about kind of the draft in England. And uh, uh, remember, England fights different wars than us. Like I think in 1980 was or was it 83? The Falklands. Uh, oh. But, if, you know, the English Empire spans around the world, and at least it used to, and they didn't get that by being friendly. Uh, so, you know, England was often at war. Uh, you know, another thing, the background of this album is, you know, unemployment in England was at a staggering rate, I believe, in the late 70s, early 80s, um, especially for your young male. Like, there just was not work. And, you know, part of the backdrop is they're seeing Led Zeppelin and whatever type bands flying around London in 40 limo motorcades. Right. You know, and at the same time, like, they're standing around a trash can, you know, trying to get hot. Right. Get heated, you know, and it it really threw a juxtaposition, which is part of their music. Like, you know, like, like they're, like, England is somehow centered on these very few people who make money, and yet a large part of the masses can't relate to that music because. Are you talking about an elitist system? <laughs> no, I think I'm talking about a monarchy. Uh, however, you know, England is still the country that taxed the fuck out of these people, so they had to leave the country two months out of the year. But that's right. no problem for them. I mean, so. Yeah, it's not a problem for Led Zeppelin. I mean, they moved. No, the or the Rolling for, Stones no, or, for a you know, year and a just half or something. Moved to California for a right. while. Well, yeah, go to your oh, other no. house. Right. Uh, so, you know, the unrest in England was palpable, I believe, at this time. And I think it comes, you know, completely through. Like you mentioned the leader, and I think that actually refers to in newspaper jargon, like the people need something good to read on a Sunday. What I I totally think that means is is like the people are being forced, quote unquote, good news down their throats, and it's not good news. And I think that's a running theme through the album is like, you know, we're being gaslighted and being told that everything is okay, and everything's not okay. Right. And almost seems current. Yeah, almost seems say, current. Boy, that it, sounds you know, so I was familiar. We planned this album way there. before the current situation. Right. I'm we sorry. could have never you were, foreseen you were building. It. Right. Right. So we got a few more minutes here and then we'll whatever. But uh about ten minutes. But uh so yeah, it you know, as it was coming out of my mouth. Um, and we're recording Sorry. this uh, about on June 1st. So it's it's the Monday after the, uh, well, the first weekend the, of writing. We'll see what happens right. next weekend. Um, and the writing continues. And we're, oh, like we uh, said, yeah, it, was more, it was it was happening in my town while I'm we were taking, while we kind took of. a quick break, kind of. Yeah, yeah it, was, it seemed yeah, more, let's, as a, let's more let's of a demonstration good. situation. I'm concerned about Protest is not a riot. Right. Right now, I'm concerned. Even it's just, uh, it's disheartening sometimes. I know everybody's in it together. I get it, but uh, what the pandemic? Gosh. Yeah, I'm in that. Together. Well, every well, all of this, right? Aren't we in all this together? Like this whole thing that we created in the United States. I don't know. I mean, I don't think everyone would agree with that right now. 
You know what I mean? Um, well, oh, yeah. I'm great I'm, divide is happening. It would be, yeah, oh I'm, yeah, it would be great. I'm, I guess you know. I was thinking. I'm a big fan of, of Combat Rock, and I think that was actually an original Formative Four album. But uh, before that was, we that was edited yeah. out. Well, I think I added something in lives and I don't know. But uh, oh, that sure. was on your list. Yeah, nice. Um, Combat Rock. You know, it does have two one huge single for the. I know you know Rock the Casbah was gigantic. Sure. Um, I feel like there's another one. I can't remember it. But, you know, three quarters of that album sounds like kind of that run from the call up to uh, uh, Junkie Slip. And what I mean by that, it feels like a real kind of esoteric, ether esque type of swimming in it type dream where it's like you can't force yourself to wake up out of it, but yet. You're trying to, but yet you're living it, and it, it it's just soupy and lovely. If, if psychedelia English style, and, and and that state that statement, I think, almost put me in one of those things that you just said that ether psychedelic catatonic, uh, <laughs> right? I was like, wow. Yeah, well, listen to the second side of Combat Rock. It is special. I mean, I, will. I love that entire album. Actually, listen to you, you listen to the entire albums. Yeah, check out that entire album because I mean, I mean, the first song, "Know Your Rights," is just an all-out, just fuck you, England. And it's basically, wow. if you think you know your rights, go ahead and actually try them. Actually, that's the lyric. That's the uh, words from the song is like know your rights know your rights unless you're stupid enough to actually try them <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i'll add i'll add one more to uh listen to as well uh there's a there's a, like a remastered live album that a, a, a an old girlfriend bought for me for a birthday called okay from here to eternity i what don't know what it, so it's special Margaret. <laughs> uh, no oh no <laughs> Way back when, um, hey, we'll, no, we'll no, leave she her awesome. out of she it. Turned me on to a ton of music. Oh, awesome, cool, oh, nice. Did and, you ever talk uh, to her? No, no, definitely not. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, nope. Uh, but from here to eternity is a lot is like a live collection of, of music from them, and it's amazing. They were an amazing live band. And uh, check that out. There, the mag, even if there if there's one song that you need to listen to on that, is just go down to the scroll down to the Magnificent Seven, the live edition of that Magnificent yeah. Seven. Awesome. It is incredible, and you really get a taste for the kind of like jammy ability of these guys. Like they were good at what they, they did. play really fast right. if i remember live they do um, but there's but but there's variation it's not just i mean like there's so much uh, and that's one of those nuances with all the reggae that they're playing and like working right. like you know some of this like early hip-hop you know like this or these this early rapping into their system you yeah. know because like, this album really like explored a little bit of that like this was when like sugar hill gang was coming out and sure you know, they were like congruent with them and and they were they were playing with that you know playing with that kind of free streaming freestyle and uh, that's for some cool. of the some of the the earliest production on like actual records is you know could, can be contributed to this album sure. which is pretty cool like for something that you don't even consider like I wouldn't call it any sort of hip hop or rap but like it's kind of right. what they're doing they're just doing it over reggae 
sure. Yeah, I mean, reggae ska. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, there's definitely, sure. I mean, I don't know what else to call it except rhyming lyrics. I mean, I don't, I mean, that simplifies rap and I don't mean to do that. But right. I mean, that's about where I'm at with the sophistication of talking about a rhyme. Um, yeah. You it's know. the same way you can connect rap, you know, like reggae to uh, bluegrass. You know, like there's, 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 so, there's yeah. a lineage of music that like connects to each other and like that's Somehow. just how it goes. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something. Yeah, of tunes. Everyone right. wants to play music with each other. Like pick up a, pick up some strings and play with each other. And like when you travel, that's what's going to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. That's how hepatitis spreads. Right, exactly. <laughs> or COVID-19. Or COVID. Oh, mercy. Where am I? Oh, mercy. If you want, uh, like, no one won't yeah, do I'll tell you, you want, what. <laughs> have we about uh, beat this album to death yet? I, I think we have. Have we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's beat this album to death again. <laughs> uh, no, Or let's beat uh, on beating this album to death, I mean. Right, right. <laughs> So, Rob, do you have any uh, last uh, impressions of said album? Um, nothing that I've ever listened all the way through until these guys threw it my way. Um, eclectic musically, but on point, like Drew said, with the me- with the message. Um, I loved it, and obviously something I'll continue to listen to. Um, I hope so. Yeah, hell yeah. So Jack, my familiar yeah. I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, go ahead. I was just gonna say my familiarity with the clash was limited to you know what was on the radio and maybe a, a little something else, but not much else. And this was a, a it was a cool um second introduction to the clash, I guess you could say. Yeah, there's so much music out there that like you've never heard, and then you you open your ears to it like down the road and you're like blown away by this right. thing that like this random little gem that like sure and it's just and sitting these, there but you've never listened to before these are the type of things that like i'm like god how could i have been so stupid to not listen to this but how could you ever listen to it all but you know what right. i'm saying yeah you can't uh my personal That's opinion here for. is that this is a <laughs> probably a really fucking important album uh, in other For words, sure. like, this probably sprung off cubic fuckloads, Canadian cubic fuckloads of music <laughs> that uh, that's loads with an ES on it, by the way, uh, of music that, you know, we can't even describe. I mean, the Clash were so big and they come out with such a sophisticated album like this that could just drop crumbs to everyone around the world. Right. It was fantastic. Personally, I feel like Joe Strummer was a fucking genius. Um, Eddie Vedder Absolutely. was Joe Strummer on every day of the week. Mick uh, Jones, for that matter. Mick I mean, Jones is a genius, too. I mean, the, the two of them together. Prolific and Mikey Dredd doing this album. Like, they, I mean, together they were just a force. And, like, right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I feel like the absolute attention to detail on this album is just amazing for a quote-unquote punk band, but got to realize punk bands didn't sound like punk bands all the time. Like, right. two, you could, the thing is to get your song on the radio, it had to sound kind of poppy. For and, sure. And when, if you go on there and start railing on social discourse and whatever else, then, you know. Uh, a little disco. Poppy. The Buzzcocks were, uh, 
your original punk band in England, and I cannot wait to do a season on the Buzzcocks. Uh, I will season. tell you what. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. My solo season with the Buzzcocks. Oh, Drew man. and the Buzzcocks. They are so Song per good. episode. Oh, they're so good. Um, so, like, that's how important I think this album is. And, you know, like I said, I heard a long time ago, I have not listened to it tons of times because I'm not usually in such a complacent mood. Sure. Um, but, uh, like, I was waiting to call someone until after I I was like, oh, next next song I'm not into, I'll give this person a call. And then, like, right. an hour, hour and a half later, it's just like, <laughs> uh, Sorry, uh, Joe. It's sort of a time warp album for sure. Right. It is because nothing offends you enough to turn it off. And right. Like, you know, kind of cool like that. Oh, a little spill there. And, no, I was pouring uh, my uh, iced coffee ice into my whiskey ice. Oh, make more ice oh, for my whiskey. Separated it. <laughs> and I never, I, I never mixed it. I never did the Irish. I, I went separate the whole time. Well, nice. you're highfalutin. Uh, in any case. So I think that wraps it up for the music, music challenge podcast tonight. Uh, or today and uh you know we hope you uh, had a good episode once again check out our facebook page at music challenge pod uh or you can email us at music challenge pod at gmail.com emails your favorite yeah, fight with us tell us something tell us we're dumb or something send, like, let's send us your formative form i, I think everyone is just kind of ubiquitous <laughs> with uh <laughs> you guys are dumb I mean, right. like that's a lead off. <laughs> right, the, right. We're dumb. And here's this thing. Right. But hey, I say we're dumb in our description. So we're a bunch of dopes. <laughs> so uh, in any case. All right. We like it. And we like it. Right. Yeah. Even if we're dumb, like the music's still really pretty solid. Like, yeah, I feel like all the shit we're picking is pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Across we, the board, whatever you like, it's you could right. find some stuff there. There's a lot of good music. So, uh, all right, take it easy, everyone. And uh, uh, why don't we take it out on, oh, I want to take it out on Charlie Don't Surf. So we'll do that. We'll do that. And we will uh, enjoy the esoteric ethereal swim that is the clash. So good night, everyone. Be safe, y'all. Thank you, guys.